something about it. Chip got the flow wide open if you got questions about it. Man, it's the show that brings you to your raw. To solve all problems, it starts with real talk. It's real talk. And here we go. Here we go on this Monday evening. It is the 11th day of December 2023, 6 p.m. straight up, which means it is time for another edition of Real Talk Memphis. Uh, great to be here. Great to be back in the air chair after a week. Great to be with you all out there as well. I hope you've been doing well since uh, last time we communicated about seven days or so ago. It's cool outside. Well, actually, to me, it's cold outside. Uh, it, it was uh, in the 40s yesterday, wind chills in the 30s most of the day, and uh, today was in the low 50s. But boy, and that sun went down, man, it is it's it is chilly outside here at the Crosstown Concourse. But uh, uh, we're glad to have you with us, and we hope that you stick with us for the next hour or so. Uh, we have a, a very good broadcast for you. Let me wave to you from the camera. How you doing? That's You were trying to figure out where I'm at. That's my big head uh, right behind that console <laughs> back there right under the WYXR sign. So we're all fired up. We're here. We are ready to go. We have another great broadcast for you. By the way, this is the second to last broadcast of uh, 2023. Next week will be our last show of the year. Uh, the following, uh, of course, Monday is Christmas Day. And the following Monday after that is New Year's Day. We will be back uh, in uh, full tote, hopefully, in 2024 on, uh, I think it's the eighth day. I want to say January 8th of 2024. So uh, this is the second to last broadcast. Uh, and uh, we're going to try to go out uh, with a bang, uh, uh, as they say. Uh, tonight's guest, I think we are doing pretty well with the uh, guest list this evening. We hope you think so as well. Rhonda Logan. Uh, City Councilwoman District 1 will be joining us uh, in just a few minutes to talk about all things uh, city and city council. Uh, they have a lot on their plate. Uh, Rhonda is actually uh, going to be uh, in her second uh, four-year term uh, come uh, January of next year. She will have several new colleagues with her uh, on uh, the council. Of course, they made some pretty uh, consequential decisions of late, including the 12% uh, rate hike uh, from MLGW. So we'll talk a little bit about that and uh, this crime and, and how we move forward in 2024. A little bit later on, it's that time of year, uh, the sneezing, the sniffles, the cough, blowing the nose, the whole nine yards. Uh, uh, we're starting to see folks getting sick uh, as a result of the seasons changing, uh, folks shifting their attention to indoors, a lot of germs floating around out there. We have RSV which is a respiratory disease. We have the flu, and we have cases of COVID as well. I've invited our good friend, Dr. Steve Threlkel, to come on the show tonight. He's an infectious disease specialist out of the Baptist Medical Group, 
and uh, he's going to give us an update on uh, where we stand in all of this. Uh, and a bit later on, we're going to be talking with uh, Trevia Chapman, and uh, Trevia uh, is the president of Bank of America Memphis. And of course, they do uh, a lot of work uh, in our community. Uh, we had a guest on last week that was a recipient uh, for uh, Dress for Success. Uh, their organization received a $50,000 grant uh, from uh, Bank of America Memphis. And we're going to talk a little bit about uh, that with Trevia and uh, why it is so important uh, for them to be so engaged in our community. Uh, but uh, before we get into all of that, right about now, it is time uh, that we shout you out. Uh, many of you uh, may be having birthdays. You had birthday over the weekend. They're celebrated today. Or you have one next week, uh, not next week, this week, actually. Uh, but in any event, uh, if you want to celebrate you, we want to celebrate you as well with our birthday shout out. Coast to coast, wherever you are out there. Uh, and uh, we can't do that until I say, hit it, Brent. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Going out to the following. Ryan Poe over at the, the chamber celebrating a birthday today. Tamika Gibson, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, Nicole Jones Kimball. Brooklyn Huggins celebrating today is, is Kimberly Tate. LaMarcus Marshall celebrating his birthday today. Happy birthday, Timothy Harris. Kristen Talent. Latanya Lane Gross and former local weathercaster slash meteorologist Bailey Melton celebrating his birthday today as well. And as Lola has not rushed up to the microphone, I guess she doesn't have any birthdays today. Uh, but from all of us here at uh, Real Talk Memphis, we want to wish you a very happy birthday. We want to wish you uh, love and laughter and joy on this day. And uh, we hope to be around next year to celebrate your next trip around the sun. Thank you, Bryn. All right. It's always fun to do that. Yeah, people like to hear their names, you know, celebrating a, a, another day, another year uh, on this earth. A few news and notes now. Uh, the investigation continues uh, into how a four-year-old child got a hold of a gun yesterday, which cost him his life from a self-inflicted gunshot wound. It happened yesterday afternoon uh, at a residence in the 4100 block of Bonaterra Street. I uh, have not heard any more about uh, that particular incident. It was a little boy, uh, you know, who apparently found a weapon. Now, you know, uh, with everything else that is going on out here uh, at breakneck speed, uh, you wonder how things like this continue to happen. Uh, where a child is able to find a weapon that apparently was loaded, uh, and uh, we see tragic consequences from that. I'm sure we'll learn more as the police continue their investigation uh, into exactly how uh, all this happened. Uh, we have seen more gunshot victims uh, under the age of uh, 18 uh, this year uh, than uh, we've seen uh, in the last couple of years. Uh, those numbers continue to mount as we continue to see gun violence uh, repeat itself over and over again. So uh, very sad uh, case there. Uh, six people dead and two dozen injured after an EF3 tornado ripped 
through Montgomery County, uh, just north of uh, Nashville. That's near the Kentucky state line uh, over the weekend. Uh, and three people, uh, three of those six died in a neighborhood just north of downtown Nashville. So, you know, I got to thinking about, you know, we hadn't had a storm uh, like that blow through here uh, in a minute uh, over the weekend. Uh, folks in north, uh, kind of northwest of Mississippi, uh, DeSoto County, down around Tunica County, got hit really hard uh, with uh, some of these storms that, that, that came roaring through. And I started to wonder, you know, what's going to happen as uh, winter, which uh, uh, begins officially on December 21st, uh, how all that is going to impact us as we're still trying to deal with uh, the mechanics of uh, MLGW uh, in, in, in terms of the uh, infrastructure. Uh, the president, Doug McGowan, said, well, you know, we're, we're a lot more prepared this year or we'll, we'll be a lot more prepared next year. Uh, than, than we have been uh, earlier this year when we saw those wallop storms come come blowing through and caused us all a lot of a lot of uh, headaches and heartaches. Uh, but uh, you know, it makes you think about what we're going to face and how bad a winter we are going to have uh, as we enter into 2024. We shall see. Christian Brothers University is closing a dozen programs while also eliminating 28 faculty positions. Uh, all of this uh, is a case of restructuring uh, to cut costs uh, at that school. So a lot of folks uh, who uh, had positions over there are no longer employed uh, at uh, Christian Brothers University. They're trying to eliminate a budget deficit of up to $7 million, uh, which will uh, obviously uh, keep the doors open there. Uh, a lot of the programs uh, will still be in effect this won't affect uh, uh, folks who are in uh, classes now who are seniors who are scheduled to graduate uh, in the spring of 2024. But uh, this will have uh, some, uh, some lasting uh, ramifications for them uh, because uh, they were, they're in such big debt. This uh, because of people not uh, registering for classes. Uh, the attendance numbers uh, have been dramatically cut uh, in terms of the enrollment numbers there. Uh, so, you know, when you don't have the, the people and you don't have, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the money it costs to go to school these days, uh, it is going to reflect itself in one way or another. And unfortunately, it has at uh, Christian Brothers University. So we'll keep on top of that and see how all that plays out. Uh, and finally, uh, in basketball, uh, the University of Memphis uh, had a big game last night, big victory last night. They beat Texas A&M, which is a highly ranked school. Uh, 81 to 75. So, uh, you know, they're off to a, a pretty decent start. They have a pretty decent team this year. We'll see how things shake out uh, as uh, time continues to move forward. Of course, the uh, University of Memphis Tigers football team uh, will be playing in the Liberty Bowl this year, right here in their own backyard. No traveling except to get on a bus from school to, uh, uh, to the football stadium, which is <laughs> not that far. Uh, and uh, they were, somebody on Facebook like Denise, go Tigers, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, I guess that's for the basketball too, right? Yeah, I got it. Uh, so they will be playing, I think it's, I want to say it's Iowa State. Uh, so, and that will be on the 28th or 29th of uh, December here, another, another couple of weeks ago uh, or so, uh, as the uh, bowl season gets uh, underway. So that's about it for news and notes on this Monday evening. We are going to take our first commercial break. And when we come back, we will get into some conversation. We will be talking with uh, 
uh, our good friend and uh, city councilwoman Rhonda Logan uh, as uh, we uh, leave one year and enter into another. Uh, very happy to have you with us uh, this evening. I'm Chip. You know who you are. We're going to take, take our first break of the night, and we'll be right back. Hope you come back with us. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Support for WYXR comes from the Orpheum Theater. Presenting The Illusionists, Magic of the Holidays, happening December 28th and 29th. The Illusionists is a magic show for all ages, direct from Broadway. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Located on the second floor of the Crosstown Concourse, the Memphis Listening Lab is a curated collection of music and music history that is open to the public six days a week. Vinyl Happy Hour happens every Friday between 3 and 5 p.m., where guest DJs from around the community will spin some of their favorite records. More information and a complete listing of upcoming events at memphislisteninglab.org. WYXR is supported by Mempho, presenting Daniel Donato's Cosmic Country with Eggie at Rail Garden on Wednesday, December 13th. Ticket information and availability at memphopresents.com. Support for WYXR comes from the Orpheum Theater, presenting The Illusionist, Magic of the Holidays, happening December 28th and 29th. The Illusionist is a magic show for all ages, direct from Broadway. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this uh, chilly Monday evening in the city. Chip here, glad to have you with us as well. Uh, and uh, always glad to uh, have uh, an old friend of the program here, uh, uh, someone who uh, is uh, dedicated to helping to make our city and our community better. Uh, Rhonda Logan is the city councilwoman representing District 1, and she joins us uh, on the broadcast this evening. Rhonda, it's great to see you. How are you? I am well. I'm well. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to see you again. It's always a pleasure being here. It's like coming home. You know, I remember the first time I came on, uh, you were so welcoming and I really appreciate that. So anytime you ask me to come, I'm on my way here. Well, bless you. I appreciate that as well. So, uh, you, Rhonda, I think uh, it's safe to say for all of us, this has been quite the challenging year. Uh, in, 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 in so many ways. Uh, and, uh, you know, as we uh, prepare to leave 
2023 uh, and enter into 2024. Now, you uh, were reelected to your seat. You'll be serving your second four-year term, uh, but you will have quite a few new colleagues uh, joining you uh, on the uh, city council. And this is the most uh, women in the history, from what I understand, in the history of the of the of the uh, of the of the mayor council uh, government. This is the most females ever at seven. Am I am I correct in that? Absolutely, yes. You're right. How do you right. how do you feel about that? Had. How do you feel about that? I'm excited about it. I mean, uh, I'm hopeful. I mean, I'm prayerful. I'm enthusiastic because I I bring, I think there there's going to be a sensitivity to concerns um, and another, you know, viewpoint, because where we are right now, there there needs to be tough love, but there also needs to be compassion, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a level of sensibility and sensitivity. So I, I think we have an opportunity here uh, with the women and, and the guys that are there, they're gonna balance us out. And so I, I, think, um, I think we have, uh, a, a good, some good days ahead. Let me put it like that. The uh, the current uh, group uh, that is there. You have one more meeting together. Uh, you know, as 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 the as the body that you are now before things uh, change over uh, on January first. How would you say uh, 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 things have gone with the with the current body or the soon to be uh, several outgoing members? Uh, but but in terms of of this particular group. Uh, that is still together right now. Uh, how would you assess uh, yourself as a body? Would you say? You, you know, we came in uh, in 2020. Uh, we were, you know, we were uh, installed in January 2020. We came in, did some uh, training, and then went to Washington for training. While we were in Washington the country shut down. Mm-hmm. So for a year and a half, almost two years, we were doing, you know, COVID legislation, COVID everything. And so we really became very close. We came from different vantage points, but I think through those, the past four years, over the past four years, we've really grown closer and to understand each other and the needs of our city. We were there to lead our city through COVID, through um, Tyree Nichols through a lot of things that went on in our country. And um, I think what everybody brought, their giftings and their talents, their skills and their experience and their training, it was the right mix for the, the time in which we have been in. And I think, you know, we held it steady. We, you know, we had to make some tough decisions and I'm going to miss, you know, the ones that are leaving. They had, um, they had, they had a history and gave us the balance. You know, uh, some of us were very new to politics. Mm-hmm. And so those that are leaving, they helped us in that way, gave us, you know, a, a quick, fast lesson in politics. And But yet they also allowed us to be individuals and to bring to the table what we, we brought. So, you know, I think we did well. I think we were in place for a time such as that to to do what we needed to do. Now we're moving into a new season, moving in our country to a new place, and it, it calls for a new mindset. You know, uh, you know, we've all talked about it. Uh, it's almost ad nauseum about the crime in our city. Uh, you know, we broke another homicide record this year, and uh, uh, in, in many instances, many folks would th- say that crime is out of control in our city. 
that is uh, probably, I would imagine, uh, job one. But but let me, if I if I can, let me go back to the last city council meeting because there were a couple of uh, uh, decisions. Well, one decision that was made, and one is coming up. Uh, MLGW asked for a twelve percent rate hike over the next three years. Uh, and uh, as a body, the city council uh, approved that. Uh, you voted for it as well. Did you have any 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 um, uh, any thought to uh, you know? Was that a difficult decision for you because of the economic challenges uh, that we face in our city, with so many of us facing our city? Uh, you know, even a few dollars is 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 tough. So was that a tough decision for you to make to 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 go ahead uh, and vote for that rate rate hike? Um. It was only because of the um, concerns that were raised. But what I did know is that it was more concerning the to hear the stories of grandmothers and single moms and working families that had to be out of, out of power for weeks on end, lost their food, had to stay in hotels or go stay with relatives, um, had damage to their homes that they couldn't pay for because of falling trees. Um, had to be off work for a number of times, uh, I mean, a number of days, weeks even. Um, those businesses that had to close, that lost business. Uh, when you think about beauticians and barbers and different ones. So, you know, you have to look at it from both ways because people were crying and upset and um, angry with the power out and uh, rightly so. And it's so cold and they're predicting a colder winter this winter and you know once the lights come back on people forget all of the issues they had with no power Mm. and so that was top of mind for me because i did a number of water giveaways you know i did a lot to try to find resources for my constituents during the time that they were out and so that was top of mind and another thing i thought about was the fact that you know there's so many things that at play a lot of times the bills that we have it involves so there are a lot of things on the bill people just think the bill but when you think about energy and water and gas we are the lowest um, in the country with those and and it, with with all three public uh, utilities and i know people say you know they don't really think about that when they get the bill but the problem i see is the energy burden is the the lack of resources to pay the bill. Mm. And that's where my attention will be focused in leaning into businesses, leaning into TVA, leaning into MLGNW to create ways to assist, whether that's weatherization, um, whether that's affordable housing, more funding to MIFA and helping people with the bill. But to ensure we have infrastructure, to ensure we have adequate staffing, to ensure we have the paving and the tree cutting, the things needed to keep us from having uh, power outages. That's why I voted. Where's your confidence level uh, in, in, in in terms of MLGW? Do you feel, I mean, Doug has been before you, Doug McGowan, who's the president over there, uh, has been before you um, several times and said that uh, he feels uh, as, a, as an organization they're better suited uh, to handle uh, the winter months, uh, you know, coming up into next year versus what we dealt with uh, this year. Uh, are you confident uh, in that based on uh, what you know and what you've heard? I'm confident in 
the ability of the staff to do it. And I, I'm confident that we as a body will keep them accountable. It's more it's more incumbent upon us to keep them accountable mm -hmm. and to make sure that they're reporting and that they and that they're doing what they said they would do. One thing that I ask for is um, because throughout when when Pre President Young was there, as well as um, uh, President McGowan, the number one thing for power outage or cause for power outage was trees. Both of them said that. And so my, you know, and if you go back and listen to the meetings, I have pushed for that and kept that before them and uh, made certain that they understood that that was the priority. And so one thing that the uh, chief, I mean, President McGowan did do was he, you know, we he added another more crews and added a more robust program to cut the trees. Especially, I, you know, I know that's be, that to be true in my district, mm -hmm. Frazier, Raleigh, and Cordova. We have trees everywhere, and the transformers were hopping in the trees, and it was just a mess. Mm -hmm. You know, fi uh, fires and tearing up people's homes and yards and all of that. So one thing he did, he he's kept his word up to this point. Even when he was um, here as COO, uh, CAO, he kept his word. And, you know, I asked at the last meeting prior was to all the attention and priorities should be on tree trimming. So he added another crew, um, you know, and talking with the um, the union, you know, they had some concerns regarding tree trimming. And so we added a crew in-house that was, that's going to be um, spearheaded by the union, mm -hmm. you know? And so I was excited about that because there's, those are gonna be jobs for um, citizens. Okay. In, and it's in-house. So I, I'm very confident in, mm -hmm. like I said, in his ability and yeah. the team's ability, yeah. as well as us being uh, holding them accountable. Uh, as, as we talked about, uh, you know, the crime issue is, is top of mind for everybody. We're going to have a brand new administration come January 1st. We have a, a new mayor-elect, Paul Young. Uh, obviously, uh, you as a body will, will be working very close uh, with the mayor uh, in terms of, uh, you know, trying to uh, come up with ways that we can uh, we can at least slow down uh, what seems to be an escalation uh, in crime. How confident are you uh, as we move forward into a new year, uh, Rhonda, that we can uh, really focus in on some of the root causes of what we're dealing with on a daily basis? I'm very confident. Um, I knew, you know, had a working relationship with uh, Mayor Lick Young prior to when he was in, um, prior to him becoming Mayor Lick, when he was working with housing and community development, mm -hmm. then he went to downtown uh, Memphis Commission, as now he is the Mayor Lick. I've known his family prior to his father's a pastor and know my father very well. So he's a person of integrity and he's worked very hard in um, in in what he's, he's done at every level. And he know he has a heart for the people and knows the condition of the community. Mm -hmm. He's very aware and um, very um, compassionate as it relates to the condition of the community and has great ideas on how to move us forward. And as it relates to crime, um, I think he is, is prepared. He understands it's a tough decision. He's ready to make the, make the tough, I mean, it's a, a tough uh, topic to tackle, issue to tackle, but he's ready to make those tough decisions. And I, he has my full support. All of us, I would hope, would get behind him. 
and give him our full support and the opportunity to um, to do what he feels needs to be done. But I'm very confident that he'll listen. I'm very confident that he won't make hasty decisions to make a name for himself. Right. Um, because it's a, a calling. It's it's a it's a greater um, calling than just just a, an election. Well, listen, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate your time. You know, I know how busy you are, and uh, but you're always uh, very gracious, uh, you know, when we when we try to reach out to you, and you're always very honest in your in your assessments and your answers, uh, you know, about uh, some of the issues that we're dealing with. I really appreciate you, and uh, listen, before, uh, before I go, I want to wish you and your, your family a very Merry Christmas, a Happy New Year, and I look forward to... Uh, to uh, spending some more time with you in 2024 as we uh, continue moving forward in a city. Thank you for coming on tonight. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for having me. And I'm looking forward to coming back to talk about some lower level uh, initiatives as it relates to crime. Absolutely that. Well, I look forward to that as well. You take care of yourself. And and I look forward to talking to you soon. Take care. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Councilwoman Rhonda Logan, ladies and gentlemen, District 1, and, uh, you know, she's ready to, to hit it. Man, you look, 2024 is right around the corner, uh, and uh, she's going to be serving her uh, second term uh, in the city council. She's going to be a senior member out there, and I know she'll do a fantastic job. We'll take another break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to shift gears to health. Your health, my health, and all of our health. We're going to talk a little bit about what is happening out here in terms of uh, what we need to watch out for with our good friend, Dr. Steve Threlkel, this is Real Talk Memphis. I'm Chip. We'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest? Or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Streamu is proud to support WIXR. Located in the central atrium on the first floor of Crosstown Concourse, Streamu serves plant-based cheeses all handcrafted on site. Streamu's Wine and Cheese Cafe is open every Wednesday through Sunday evening at 3 p.m. More information at streamu.com. Hey, I'm Will from Crosstown Brewing Company. We support WYXR 91.7 FM. A favorite beer is just like a favorite song. We feel something new every time we encounter them. Cheers to playing the hits and tasting the notes. Fastberry Sims is proud to support WYXR, celebrating over 100 years of dedication to diversity, equity, and inclusion in leading clients through legal challenges. More information at fastberry.com. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. Talk. 
And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you. And, of course, uh, this is the time of year uh, when uh, our, our, our health antennas start to come up a little bit, primarily because uh, many of us are starting to get sick. You know, we're, we're into the late fall and getting ready for winter. And uh, so, you know, anytime something like this happens, I want to always uh, check in with our medical expert. He is Dr. Uh, he is Dr. Steve Threlkeld, and uh, he is the infectious disease uh, chief or director of uh, the uh, of the Baptist Memorial uh, group, Baptist Memorial Hospital. Uh, what is it? What's the rest of it? Baptist <laughs> Memorial Healthcare. Yeah, that's Corporate. it. Yeah, that what he just said. <laughs> Baptist Memorial Healthcare. Uh, and uh, it's always great to see you, uh, uh, Dr. Steve. And thanks for coming on the show tonight. So. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're in this time, right, where, where the seasons have changed and it's, and it's remarkably cold outside and, and uh, a lot of folks are starting to get sick. I'm to understand, uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, that uh, the cases of the flu are starting to rise a bit. And we have uh, that in combination with RSV and even COVID is still around. So tell us uh, where we are and uh, what we need to be paying attention to. Yeah, well, thanks for having me again. It's great to be with you, Chip. I, you know, we're in that time, as you say, that we're kind of in the crosshairs of several things at once. And, you know, the CDC, in measuring this stuff, tends to call it ILI, which stands for influenza-like illness. And that's respiratory congestion, cough, all those kind of things that, and it can't really test everybody. So it's kind of a global uh, measurement of how sick we are. They do drill down and get individual numbers on the, on the stuff. Uh -huh. But in general, you're right. It's wintertime. We're inside. Um, it's drier. We could have congregate together. We forget to wash our hands and scratch our noses. And all these things are going around. And, and if you look at flu itself, it's into the epidemic zone now. And we are particularly bad kind of in the south, which maybe it means we'll peak soonest. But we're, uh, we're seeing a lot of cases in the hospital. There's no question about it. And, and in clinics. So it's the kind of thing that you hope you've gotten your vaccine. Still get it if you hadn't, because this may last for a period of weeks now, uh, to be sure. Wow. So you can okay. protect yourself against it. Yeah. It takes about two to three weeks to really maximize the protection from that vaccine. So go ahead and get it because you might not encounter it until a bit later in the season. COVID, as you say, up significantly. We've seen a number of cases in the hospital. Thankfully, it's not what it was in years past. We mm -hmm. hope that it'll peak sometime in January and kind of filter out, but it's about eight times more dangerous than the flu on average. So it's not to be trifled with, wow. even if we've been through all this insanity for the last three years. And then, of course, as you mentioned, um, RSV, which thankfully seems to have peaked a bit now. It was kind of an early peak, not quite as bad as last year, but all three of those things, sometimes they can be difficult to tell the difference. But in general, you know, the flu is a lot more significant and more severe than the common colds, which for adults, RSV usually works as. And, and COVID, as you know, is just a wild card. It can do so many different things. All of them do worse, though, in elderly folks with underlying medical problems. Those are the people who need to do the best they can to protect themselves. And then we need to do the right thing and protect those people, too. And, you know, and having said that, uh, you know, that elderly population, uh, you know, is, is very susceptible this time of year. Uh, we were talking at one point we were talking about RSV uh, and, and how it, it was starting to, 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 to rise up and, and it was affecting a lot of the, the seniors. I'll be honest with you, Steve. I had no idea that there was an RSV uh, vaccine as well. Is it is it too late to, to get that, or is it are we still on par with that? Where's that at? It's not. It's for those over 60. So it, like so many other things, really targets those people who are at the highest risk. 
Okay. Um, the people who are 30, 40 seldom get terribly ill from RSV. But folks with underlying heart and lung problems, like so many other things, we've seen it so much with COVID and we always see it with the flu. Those are the people who are going to be the most affected by it. So those are the people that I, uh, you know, the older somebody is and the more underlying medical problems they have, the more they have to gain by the vaccine. So the more I generally encourage them to take it. It's a new vaccine. So everybody always worries about new vaccines. The sure. real world data that we have so far is that it's, safe and pretty effective. We'll know more about the actual numbers and really tease them out in another six months or so. But for now, if you're a really high-risk person, it certainly makes sense along with the COVID and the flu vaccine. You know, we're talking about the flu and you were talking about how, how it really is just, just starting to pick. You know, the last couple of years, and you and I have talked several times about this, and during the COVID period, uh, we were masked up, uh, you know, most of the time. And so it's during that p- period of time, we did not see a lot of flu cases because we were masked and protected. Well, now, you know, we, you know, none of us deal with that anymore. But so this is should not be a surprise to any of us that uh, flu is up, that flu cases are up. Are you worried uh, in terms of the numbers we might see uh, this year going into next year? Well, I think it's going to be high, no question. Um, and yes, we, we, we didn't see much flu there for a couple of three years because the steps that you take to protect yourself against COVID are dramatically more effective against the flu. It, mm-hmm. it prevents flu essentially altogether. Um, but yeah, it's been a rebound now that people have kind of uh, not masking and they get together and sort of forget about large groups and the like. And right now, for the next couple of weeks, it's important to get back to common sense. All the insanity and the disagreements and the politicization of, of, of COVID we need to get back to common sense. If you're going to be around your elderly relatives at some point in the holidays, say Christmas, it's helpful to be careful for a few days before that to have gotten your vaccine to prevent the illness as much as you can. If you're going to be really in a combined place, wearing a mask is really good against the flu. But try not to take those illnesses to people who are going to be the hardest hit by them. And unfortunately, this holiday season, the next couple of weeks is when you get the most danger of that. Yeah, you know, a- absolutely. And, you know, so you and I have talked, uh, you know, several times offline and, uh, when you, when 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 uh, doctors and specialists like yourself look toward a particular season, uh, uh, you always look uh, across the pond. It's always you know what happens over in Europe and what happens in other places. Are you seeing anything in particular, uh, or have you seen anything of recent uh, that that gives you pause or or, or something that 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 maybe you know you we ought to look out out for in particular? Yeah, I mean. We've seen a parade of variants of COVID keep coming through. Thankfully, they've not been getting worse and worse, although they do get more mutated and very contagious. And we can we can just see those things kind of parading through. With the flu, a lot of times you look at the lower hemisphere where it's their winter before ours. And sometimes you can predict a season that way. The thing that always makes infectious disease doctors crazy and afraid is the avian flu, the bird flu that's been sort of careening around the world now for a couple of years or more, killing millions of birds. You know, we think, well, that's that's bad, that's unfortunate, but occasionally those jump into other animals, mm-hmm. foxes, other kind of mammals, and on rare occasions it can jump to people. That's what happened in 09. Thankfully, it wasn't severe. But when this particular avian flu jumps into people, the H5N1, it has a 55% mortality rate. Oh, now, you know, you think of something like COVID that kills more than half the people that it infects. Thankfully, it's not it's not really established that ability to replicate in humans very efficiently. But if it ever gets that mutation, uh, it'll be a lot, the kind of thing that that really we've never seen, certainly in, in our lifetimes. And it would make COVID look like a small event. We hope that doesn't happen, but it certainly has done it before 1918 and others 
So that's the thing that kind of keeps me up at night in terms of the thing that's out there that we have to watch out for. Oh, wow. You know, uh, talking about COVID, and I know, uh, I've known several people, uh, you know, here in, in, in the recent past uh, who are contracting COVID. And it, it seems to be now that that is starting to become a bit of a thing. And you talked about the, 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 uh, the, the various, uh, you know, forms of, of it, that it takes as a disease. Um, is, is the current strain of COVID, is it fair to say that uh, it is more like, a, like, a, like a developing a bad cold or, or can, it, can it be even worse than that? Well, it, it, it spans the spectrum. There's no question. And there are those people. And remember, even back when so many people were dying, some young, healthy people, some it seemed sort of dose related, honestly, healthcare workers in New York, there were still people that were totally asymptomatic. Mm-hmm. So you still get the whole spectrum of disease. Um, but it still affects things, as I mentioned, roughly eight times worse than the flu, which kills 30,000 people per year in the United States That's on scary. average. Yeah. And it just continues to do weird stuff. I mean, things like you and I have talked about before, the, the gentleman that I saw that had terrible stuttering and other neurologic things. Mm-hmm. And so COVID has just always had this unusual capacity to do some crazy things that we don't even fully understand, um, clotting things that we saw a lot of in the beginning. So it's still a disease that, that it, it's good to avoid it. I mean, to, to get your vaccine is helpful, uh, not to, to keep yourself out of the highest risk kind of gatherings, particularly when it's at its peak right now through January, which it always does yeah. every year, still makes sense. You still Still don't want to get the thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen, man. Uh, you know, you, I, I, I had to have you on because it just seems as if you know we're getting into a category now of time of year where a lot of folks get sick. We don't want to get sick, but we're putting ourselves in those zones. Uh, and uh, it's always good to have uh, to be precautious. I did get my flu shot as I do every year. I also got the COVID booster, uh, and uh, of course, you've been recommending that for a while now. And it, it's still not too late to get either. Am I correct in that? Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. And and wash your hands, too. There's a lot of norovirus in the community right now. We've had several hospitalizations with severe nausea, vomiting, diarrhea. So the old stuff that your grandmother taught you still is effective at, pre- at preventing some really nasty stuff. Dr. Steve Threlkeld, infectious disease. Uh, he's, a, he's a specialist. He's the director uh, and uh, over there at, uh, at Baptist. And, uh, you know, I always appreciate you. Uh, I always, I'm always glad to be able to get you to give us the accurate information that we need. I want to wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And you and I will be talking again in 2024. I guarantee that, my friend. Thank you so much. You too, Chip, and everybody out there. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you. Dr. Steve Throckell, ladies and gentlemen, uh, that, that, that is a face and that is a man who uh, will give it to you straight. And I really appreciate him, uh, you know, helping us out, especially this time of year. We're going to take our final break of the broadcast, and as we roll along here during this hour, we are uh, going to uh, shift gears and talk about uh, community and uh, what it means uh, to a big corporation like Bank of America and how they do what they do to help others become successful. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. You know who you are. Let's take our final break of the broadcast, and we'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back.
Zanita Ward. Award. Here to tell you a bit about my alma mater, Rust College, which supports the music of the Mid-South through its partnerships with WYXR. I've been known for singing since my days on campus, and I continue to sing Rust College's praises. Did you know Rust College offers 23 plus majors? Two new ones will be implemented this fall, Forensic Science and Religious Studies. For more information on admissions, enrollment, and activities, visit rustcollege.edu. At WIXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WIXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at wixr.org. Sremu is proud to support WIXR. Located in the central atrium on the first floor of Crosstown Concourse, Sremu serves plant-based cheeses all handcrafted on site. Sremu's Wine and Cheese Cafe is open every Wednesday through Sunday evening at 3 p.m. More information at sremu.com. Barware is proud to support WIXR. Located on Front Street in downtown Memphis, Barware serves fresh and seasonally inspired menus every Tuesday through Saturday evening at 5 p.m. More information at barwarememphis.com. Alma Del Jaguar is proud to support WIXR, a handcrafted tequila inspired by change and conservation. More information at almadeljaguar.com. Whether you kickstart your weekends with Amanda on Finders Keepers, cure your Sunday scaries with Brandy on Putting on Airs, jet set across the globe with DJ Alpha Whiskey on Flight Risk, or spend your Saturday afternoons in the company of the one and only Pastor Ship on Gospel Talk back in the day. We thank you for listening to WYXR this year and supporting the 90 plus volunteers that make up this station. Elevate your radio experience and ensure these incredible volunteer DJs continue to soundtrack your days in 2024. Show your support by donating to W. WYXR today. Visit newyear.wyxr.org to contribute and make a difference as we enter the new year. For Memphis is proud to support WYXR. For Memphis Music presents the second annual Blue Christmas on December 9th at 7 p.m. Featuring performances by Dale Watson, the Sensational Barnes Brothers, Pat Fusco, and more. All proceeds benefiting Church Health Center. Early bird ticket pricing now through November 17th. More details and tickets available at formemphis.com. WYXR is supported by Independent Bank, celebrating 25 years of sharing stories, building dreams, and serving heroically. More information regarding how iBank can help you achieve your financial dreams at i-bankonline.com. Member FDIC. Church House Memphis Plan continues its decades-long commitment to serving local musicians with comprehensive health care and also tailors its focus to small business owners and the self-employed. Health care through the Memphis Plan provides care in Memphis for Memphians. Related services include preventative health, optometry, dental care, and more. More information regarding availability at memphisplan.org or at 901-272-PLAN.
Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR. And he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Chip with you. And, you know, uh, if it weren't for uh, the the help of uh, big-time corporations in this town, many organizations uh, would, uh, would, would not be as successful uh, as they have become. And uh, our next guest... Uh, is, is someone uh, who heads uh, a major organization here in town, uh, and they are a very strong community partner. Uh, please welcome to the show Trevia Chapman. She is the president of Bank of America Memphis. And Trevia, it's great to see you, and thanks for coming on the show tonight. I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. So, you know, you uh, f- first and foremost, how long have you been uh, the president of uh, Bank of America here in, in Memphis? I am coming up on two and a half years. It's been an exciting road with the bank. I was gonna, I was gonna say, well, congratulations on that, a- absolutely. And uh, you're, you're a very uh, strong community partner uh, who awards organizations that are doing positive things in our community. Uh, you have a program called Neighborhood Builders, uh, uh, Neighborhood Builders Program. Tell us a little bit about the Neighborhood Builders Program. Absolutely. Um, the Neighborhood Builders Program has been a- around, you know, with Bank of America for a number of years. And here in Memphis, we are part of a group that did the Neighborhood Champion Award. Um, the Neighborhood Champion Program is a highly competitive invitation-only program for nonprofits who are poised to take their work to the next level and deliver meaningful results in our community. Um, nonprofits are selected by a committee comprised of community leaders and mm-hmm. past awardees. And we work together to really dive deep, um, to really think through who are the nonprofits that are doing impactful work that are committed to diversity and inclusivity, who are really focusing on, on managing their budgets well, and who go deep and do work well here in the city of Memphis um, by advancing economic mobility and building up underserved neighborhoods right here in our city. Now, uh, last week, uh, we had uh, your most recent uh, awardee uh, dressed to success. Uh, you gave them a $50,000 grant for their work in what you just said, advancing economic mobility and building up underserved neighborhoods. Uh, what made you, uh, what was it about that organization uh, that, that, that impressed you enough to say, you know what, we need to help them uh, build and grow even more in our community? You know what, one of the things that I could think about with Dress for Success, and there are so many, it's really just thinking about how they've been able to go deep and do the work here in our city for over 20 years. Um, They've been able to do this work in what we call a boutique budget, meaning that they know how to, to manage their money well and really support the needs of women mm-hmm. right here in our city. Mm-hmm. Um, they have been, you know, really connected in how they do their work through some innovative programming. Um, we were a part of their initial launch of a small business initiative that they started during the pandemic to support the needs of women that were really working to have their businesses to thrive 
and um, they really wanted to support these ladies. And they were able to support over 30 businesses in doing this work yeah. um, and able for them to, you know, set up a, a vibrant and vibrant business that's been able to survive and thrive throughout the pandemic. So there are a number of reasons. I mean, they have been fitting women again for over 20 years and helping them with their clothes to, to prepare for interviews and transition into the workspace. So it's just beautiful what it is that they do. And we are happy to support them. Well, you know, I had Rhonda Treadwell on last week, and yeah, she was she was very, very happy, <laughs> very excited about uh, uh, being uh, being uh, given this gracious award. You touched on it at the top, though, but really, uh, as a as a banking institution, uh, the national banking institution, uh, Bank of America, uh, is it is it a very high priority? Do they place a high priority? on giving back to the community and i mean in in the way uh that that you're doing it uh this is no small potatoes uh you know deal here uh but i mean it it seems as if uh, bank of america as a corporation uh really uh really understands the importance of uh investing in community would that be a fair statement to make absolutely since 2004 bank of america has invested more than 300 million dollars in oh nearly 100 communities across the U.S., yes. We've partnered with more than 1,600 nonprofits and helped more than 3,000 leaders strengthen their leadership skills through our Neighborhood Builder and Neighborhood Champions program. And that's what we've done across the country. Right here in Memphis, one of the things that I have had the opportunity and, and privilege to lead is the deployment of our dollars locally. Um, this year, Bank of America has given over $1 million to 20 nonprofit organizations. Oh, that's wonderful. Including Dress for Success. Absolutely. Um, and we do this work intentionally um, by supporting investments and creating opportunities for people in communities of color in areas of health, jobs, support for small business, affordable housing, community revitalization in the arts. So, you know, it's incumbent upon us to make sure that we stay connected to our community, trusting the experts that do impactful work yeah. and supporting them and allowing them to create, to nurture and empower our city. And we are very intentional about doing that work with our nonprofit partners. As we are about to turn the page from 23 to 24, I'm sure you're going to continue that work. Are there any particular initiatives that you are looking forward to or forward to launching in 2024? You know, one thing that I will say that has been really important for us is really working and staying connected to the work of our four pillars, again, healthcare, jobs, small business, affordable housing, arts. And, you know, heading into 2024, we're opening up our next RSP and, you know, inviting nonprofit partners to, um, you know, make their requests for their for their funds and what they want to support here in the community. But one thing that I am most um, proud of out of all of our partners, again, we continue to do that work. One that sticks out in particular is going to be our partnership with the University of Memphis through our Fogelman College of Business and Economics okay. program okay. where we are supporting students um, that are really working to change outcomes for their households. Um, and we have launched that particular program in 2023. And we have four amazing students that are graduating from that program in May. 
and we'll be releasing our next application for our second cohort um, to go through the program. And it really focuses in on professional development for these students, it's focusing in on how um, they are connecting to internships and ultimately employment, because this is the work that we're doing to support our job pillars in the bank. So that is something that I'm excited about um, for 2024. Something else, right at the top of the year, um, we know that um, in the midst of the ho- we're in the midst of the holiday season, sure. and we have an exciting partnership that's underway that I would like um, to invite your listeners to. Go. So Bank of America is the proud presenting sponsor of Black American Portraits at the Memphis Books Museum. Chip, have you been to Black American Portraits at the Brooks? I have not. I have. I admit I have not. Listen. But I need to go. I want you to come. Okay. You need to come. All right. It is. Um, it features more than 100 works, including paintings, photographs, yeah. sculptures, videos that amplify the Black American experience. And it is happening right now at the Book Museum, and it's running through January 7th. Okay. And again, um, I invite you and your listeners to come by. It is an experience. It is a cultural experience that people just can't miss. Well, listen. Uh, you know, uh, uh, since you have since you have issued the invitation, uh, you know, I'm going to make my way to the Brooks Museum, and I'm going to you know invite our listening audience to to do that as well. Listen, this has been a treat. I I I, I uh, was looking forward to to, to to talking with you, and more importantly, uh, really congratulating you on 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 the impact that you are making. Uh, here in Memphis, uh, in, in Shelby County, in our community, for so many people, really appreciate you. I wish you and your family a very uh, happy Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. And I look forward to talking with you about uh, anything. Look, anything uh, happens in 2024 that you think we should uh, know about around here. Uh, you're a friend now, so you can come back anytime you want to. Well, I thank you for the invitation, and we look forward to coming back to connecting with you again. Thank you, and happy holidays to you too, Chip. Absolutely. Thank you, Trevia. Appreciate that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you wrap a show. Uh, Trevia Chapman, president of uh, Bank of America here in Memphis, doing big things uh, uh, in our community, and Lord knows we absolutely uh, need it. Uh, It's been a great show. Uh, Thank you all for uh, for coming, and as uh, Brett plays us out, uh, you know, really, again, we have one more show this year. Uh, next week will be our last show of 2023, the last show of the year. And uh, we're going to take a little time off to uh, celebrate the holidays and enjoy the holidays uh, uh, with our families and friends. And we'll be back on January 8th. But we're not done yet. One more week. One more week. So don't 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 abandon this quite yet. Uh, listen, it's been a great show. I uh, really have enjoyed uh, speaking with uh, Rhonda Logan, Councilwoman Rhonda Logan. Uh, Dr. Steve Threlkeld, always great information from him. And Trevia Chapman, ladies and gentlemen, uh, from uh, Bank of America. She's the president of Bank of America here in Memphis. Uh, so as we uh, prepare to get out of here, be safe, be careful out there, watch out for yourself, and watch out for other folks because they may not be watching out for you. Uh, and uh, for uh, Lola, for Brett, <laughs> for Nicole, and for me, your humble host, Chip Washington, thank you for being a part of what we do each and every week. And for all of us, we are out. See you soon. <laughs>